welcome to another fantastic edition of the Photography Bar podcast. Um, I am Mark, as you know, and um, as always, I am, well, I say as always, but today for this minute in time, we have Cam with me today. How are you doing, Cam? You're right. Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I'm not going to actually be here, am I? Because, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> just, sounds a bit odd, but uh, it, it is kind of random, but it's, it's, it's obviously great to have a quick chat about it. But uh, yeah, today we got a, a, a pretty cool podcast because um, I managed to actually sneak in a little interview with the uh, with, with Tommy Reynolds, who's going to be one of the speakers. I know. I really wanted to speak That's to Tommy as well about this because there was there was so much that I felt that actually we've got in common. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's a shame I, I missed this one. So um, I'm going to uh, let it go on, let it play, uh, yeah. let the listeners have a listen, and we'll catch up afterwards but yeah absolutely what so a here, bummer i've missed this sorry to uh, say it but yeah i was a bit gutted but well, enjoy it it's really cool and uh, yeah to all our listeners enjoy this interview and we'll be back afterwards hello everyone and welcome to another fantastic edition of the uh, photography bar i'm mark and it's just me today uh well i say it's just me i um i am actually joined by a special guest today um wedding photographer and portrait photographer and also um film director well uh, music video director as well tommy reynolds how you doing tommy okay hey mark i'm doing good how you doing yeah all good thank you very much um we were just quickly discussing a bit earlier how things have gone so crazy now from what it was say even just a couple of months ago yeah i know it's uh it's it's so so crazy right now with work which is which is great and and i'm so glad that we're all finally getting back to work because as you said it was getting monotonous last yeah. year but it's um and whilst it is crazy right now we're kind of playing catch up with with our with clients at, at, at that being said i'm just so glad that we're finally back doing what doing what we all love so it's it's yeah. good it's very good yeah i mean i suppose what we do is quite different to say like normal office job or whatever because it's actually a passion isn't it and so when we're not out there doing our work it's um yeah, it's it's annoying in some respects. I mean, obviously, it's a massive pandemic and completely understandable. But um, nevertheless, it's yeah, like you say, it's good to be back, isn't it? Oh, 100 percent. Well, it's I, I, I think creativity is almost like a muscle. And that's something I've, I've, I felt that I learned over the pandemic was by not doing it. Um, I massively doubted myself, uh, especially at the start of the year about, oh, you know, it, I'm felt felt so nervous at just the thought of coming back and it made me yeah. realize that when i did start doing those first few jobs gosh i was so nervous i don't know about you mark yeah. i felt so like triple checking my bag triple checking the batteries <laughs> the cars everything like that and then as you got into it again you got back into the flow it became easier and easier or i was getting less and less nervous and that's kind of what made me feel like it was all i guess like a like a muscle the, yeah. the creative muscle yeah. yeah yeah no I feel the same way I mean I I did a wedding yesterday and yeah I did triple check my bag it's just uh, <laughs> it's just it's yeah because I just think oh it can't be I must be forgetting something you yeah, know? yeah 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 it's, well, it's been a while it's been a while it's uh you, you yeah you just now I think it's natural that you you would doubt yourself have, mm. um, having not just done it so long but but how did it go did it go all right oh yeah it was absolutely fine um so I, I'm part of a team we do a lot of um, Indian weddings yeah. Um, and as you, I'm not sure if you've done any of those, but there's, oh, a, yes. yeah, you know what they're like then full day. Very, yes. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's a long day, isn't it? Like 14 hour days and whatever. So oh, plus yes. all the ceremonies beforehand. So it's, yes, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So, uh, Tommy, I hope you don't mind. I just wanted to sort of start with you right at the beginning. I mean, uh, we have a lot of amateur photographers listening to this as well as professionals. Um, and I thought it might be quite um, a good idea just to see how listen hear how you basically got into it in the first place um it's it's quite a thing and um you know you obviously you got into photography and obviously you, you're doing some film as well um how did you get into those mediums was that something you always wanted to do or did you start painting or, or how, how yeah, did it come about? I um do you know it it all started when I was when I was at school picking my GCSEs and mm. I photography was a, was a subject and wow to be, okay to be and and to be perfectly honest Mark I picked it because I thought it was going to be an easier topic than say <laughs> um a geography I was allowed to drop geography and also we were we were allowed to drop a language and we were doing computing instead and I thought well, well yeah. who doesn't like be um playing on the computer so that was fine and then mm. picking photography i thought yeah this that's gotta be easy sure it's gonna be <laughs> easier than, than geography or history but as it turned out i really got into it um i they asked me if i wanted to do it at university and um and well it, at, at my school anyway it was it was more of an artistic approach and wasn't really that technical and i wanted to learn the technicality mm. And so when it came time to university, I then transitioned into more filming and um, and making videos and music videos. So I ended up going to university and study film production. Ah, okay. Um, and and but whilst I was at uni, was when I kind of was taking more of the photography seriously. When I wasn't at uni, and I was photographing music and my uh, friends who were in bands. Everyone's got yeah. a friend who's in a band, and yep. naturally <laughs> I was asked, "Oh, would you come and shoot our band?" And in exchange we'll get you into the venue for free i'm like <laughs> yeah. yeah great that'd be awesome um so that's how it started for me was the music side of things and then when i came out of university having my degree i was then able to use what i learned to kind of build a youtube channel and mm. rather than um because the majority of my work is photography despite the degree but i was able to use the degree to make nice videos for my own business promoting my own business and my yeah. photography if that makes sense yeah so that's how it started and then when i eventually made the jump into freelancing going full-time freelancing which is obviously a massive step for everyone yeah. it was whilst i was working at my first job after university working in a camera store called jessup's for those ah, i used to work for jessup's no you didn't really <laughs> yeah 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 wait which branch was you working at well, uh, before I went to uni, I worked at the Reading branch because that's that's where I'm from. Hey, um, do you know David Pattenden? I, I I don't know. Oh, he no. he was at Reading, but he might not have been there when you were there. Well, uh, yeah, my well, my one was the old because they moved when after I left to ah. uh, a bigger store on the main street. Um, but uh, no, and then I transferred to the Derby branch because that's where I went to uni. And, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah, I've been there for a fair old while. Yeah, no, what I well, I was there for I was straight out of university and I was there for a couple of years and yeah. that was in um 2011-12 and then obviously in 2013 was when it went into administration. Yeah. Um and you know, everyone lost their jobs and I said to myself then, I'm not gonna get a job another job in retail. I was already planning to drop my shifts little by little and sort yeah. of creep my way into freelancing. But when it went into administration and we lost our jobs, mm. I just hit the floor running and I thought, well, I said I wouldn't get another job. So I'm just going to try and just try and make a go of it. And yeah. in hindsight, looking back, I'm almost in a weird way glad that I was made redundant because it really did give me that kick up yeah, the arse to, yeah. Yeah, to actually go and do it because 
you know, I, w I wonder how long it would have actually taken me. So I, I put a suit on, I was, I walked up and down my local high street, was introducing myself to local businesses and say, Hey, my name's Tommy. I'm yeah. a photographer in the local area. And I was going into coffee shops and floristries and you name it. I was, mm, I went into mm. it, all the little independent places Yeah, and started building my, my, myself up from there. And had a website that had absolutely everything on it. Yes, yes I can, of course. <laughs> I shoot pets and weddings and portraits and landscapes and your, your neighbor's cat's dog. I do all that, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And then did you kind of hone it down to oh, it's weddings and portraiture now, isn't it? Uh, do you yeah. hone it down or do you still kind of go, yeah, I'll take a picture of your cat? No, no yes. So, um, yes, absolutely. I remember that the, one of the biggest um, turning points for me that made me decide I need to niche my website or at least my work down. So um, back back to again when I was doing work with uh, in music and I was um, um, I would get myself into I would contact in bands and say, can I photograph? Uh, your band in the pit don't need to pay me so they were big bands that were coming in and out of london and um i got really lucky i was fo i photographed um an act who then went on britain's got talent they then came fourth they then got signed to uh, psycho entertainment mm. simon cow's label and they just kind of carried me on that journey and oh, uh, cool but one of the turning points was when we we did our first proper shoot with the with the boys because they had a new member so they needed new photos and I knew that the manager was then obviously going to pass them on to Simon Cow and yeah. get his opinion and stuff or his team. And uh, and uh, when he came back, the the manager, I said, so, so what did they what did what did he think of the photos? Yeah. And these this is where exact words he said, well, I showed him the photos, but I didn't show him your website. And I said, why, why is that? And this was his words. He said, because he would have been mortified to know that his the images were taken by a wedding photographer. Ah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." That was a bit of a like a gut wrenching moment yeah. when I realised that, okay, I really should niche my website down because if you just have a website with everything, it's just a portfolio website, mm -hmm. and that is the big difference between having a portfolio website and a website where you're actually offering a professional service. It's a yeah. massive difference. Which yeah. at the start we all have that website, and that's when I then decided to niche it down mm. um but what i want people to realize is that if you're if you're listening and you're thinking of doing that you don't have to niche yourself down to one thing if you like multiple things just have multiple websites so i'm yeah. now sitting on in a position where i have three websites and i have three because they cater to three different target audience the way i write about myself in in those three are different because it's for that target audience and mm. Um, it's good for Google SEO as well. If you're trying to cram in all of these beautiful adjectives about yourself that really talk to different things, then it's not yeah. going to work. A wedding yeah. client yeah. doesn't want to see your pictures of your pets or no. your other work. So that's when I decided to niche myself, but at the same time, separate those websites into their own corners mm. of the internet, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that it does. It makes absolute sense. I mean, I'll do something similar, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, because you don't want to, there's so many things that you like doing right um i mean with that said i mean portraiture seems to be i mean even with weddings it's a kind of a form of portraiture i guess um what is it about portraiture that really keeps you coming back for more i, you know, I think it's the next next question really yeah I, I i just love talking to people i'm a as as a filmmaker i'm a huge 
fan of obviously storytelling storytelling yeah. is always at the forefront and i just enjoy working with people interacting with people um place like the trade show obviously coming up it's just I, I just love being in an environment where you're around people where you can share stories and share ideas and i like working in teams as well so i like doing big shoots where we can collaborate with a team of you know makeup artists and hairstylists etc cetera, etc cetera. so mm, mm. that's why it's a, it's a natural transition that i would enjoy weddings as well because it's still kind of a portraiture. So my favorite part of a wedding day is when we go out to get those couple portraits. The romantics, it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You, there's more of a storytelling element to it. They're the images that are likely gonna get blown up. It's it's nice for me to just have that time with just those two. And also I could, if I wanted to, get fancy with some off-camera flash as well, like I would in a studio you know, portrait setup. I'm kind of yeah. bringing that element to a wedding day to give them that those finesse images and have and just have a nice time and be around people on the happiest day of their life so yeah. whether it is a wedding or someone in the studio for a commercial shoot for if they're a musician it's all about them so that's why fashion photography doesn't really interest me because it's mm -hmm. not really about them it's about the, the brand or the clothing yeah. that they're selling so for me it's it's about them and getting mm. to know them like product photography i've i've no interest in it i i don't want my client to be a packet of biscuits or, <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. I want my client to be a real person. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, you don't get much to and fro with a packet of biscuits, do you, in the studio? <laughs> you don't, no. Otherwise, I'm just going to tuck into them. And yeah, I get, get too annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Very true. I do enjoy. I mean, obviously, as you mentioned about talking to people and everything. I mean, I, I do a lot of family photography. So one of the things I do enjoy is, is trying to relate to different types of people, whether it's a two-year-old mm. or a 92-year-old and just being able to sort of communicate and talk about certain different things to get those expressions and what have you. I mean, is that something that kind of drives you on as well, would you say? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely, Mark, 100%. I think um, with with what you do as a genre and, and wedding photography as a genre, it's it's not enough to be able to, just take a nice photo. You've got to have some level of people skills and mm. a way of interacting with people to make them feel comfortable. If they feel comfortable, your images will look better. If they're a bit stiff, it does stick out very, yeah. very obviously within a still image. So being able to put your clients at ease and make them feel comfortable for me is almost like a, not a game as such, but it's, I, I get a kick out of it. Yeah. Of yeah. How, how can, how quickly can I make these, the, uh, these guys feel comfortable in front of me so that I can mm. give them the best images, relate to them, chat to them, just be real with them. That's, mm. that's why working with people in, in whatever genre it is, albeit be it family weddings, yeah. portraiture, that's yeah. Same as you, Mark. That's exactly yeah. what I get out of it. And one of the nicest compliments I got once was uh, it was a dad of the shoot. It was a family shoot. And the dad went, came to me and went, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I was like, that's that's a result. <laughs> because everyone is scared of the camera, aren't yeah. they? They go, how, how often are we working with uh, professional models if we're, if we're wedding photographers or family photographers? Mm -hmm. So getting compliments like that is brilliant because we know that they're going to feel, oh, just to let you know, I, I hate having my photograph taken. We yeah. hear that all the time. And yeah. that's why as a photographer, you've got to kind of have some level of skill of being able to make someone feel comfortable and feel at mm. ease. So it's, it's mm. half the battle to take a photograph. The other half is making them feel comfortable. And if you could yeah. do that, you're winning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I mean, I don't like it, by the way, having my photograph taken. That's <laughs> probably why I'm the side of the lens I'm at, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I completely get it. Completely get it. 
Um, just a quick uh, switch now, just to sort of gear. I heard you recently bought the R5. Is that right? I did, Mark. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Cool. You see, I've been doing a little bit of research. You know? really? it's, it's, yeah, not quite Paxman yet, but, you know, I'm getting this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, how are you finding the R5? The reason I ask is because obviously I do weddings and I'm actually using the camera you used to use, which is the uh, the Mark III, yep. uh, 5D Mark III. Um, and one of the, I mean, I, I'm thinking of getting a new a new, a new body. Um, and I'm struggling to think, oh, should I go for the mirrorless? And I know lots of people are saying yes, but I know there's one little thing with the mirrorless is the whole infrared uh, beam with the flash and being mm -hmm. able to focus in darker areas. Um, so how are you finding it with the R5, first of all? And then second question specifically with that, there's just a personal question really, that one there, but you know. <laughs> no, um, it, I, I'm absolutely loving it, Mark. Yeah. I'm enjoying it way more than I thought I thought I would. I, I bought it mainly, so I went with the R5 instead of the R6, which, by the way, if you're just a wedding photographer, the R6 is perfectly capable. Yeah. You get the same autofocus features in the R5 as you do with the R6. I went with the R5 because of the portrait work that I do as well. So even at a wedding, I'll drop it to compressed RAW so that right. it shoots roughly the same megapixels as the Mark III. But the main reason I wanted it was the autofocus features specifically with weddings. So... Mm. With wedding photography, it is my main source of income. So I need to look after how um, my I need to cater my camera for that genre because it's my main bread earner. Yeah. Yeah. And the autofocus features are just absolutely incredible. It's I can't tell you how amazing <laughs> it is. I can I, see with a smile. The listeners can't hear. He's smiling as he's saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Two photographers geeking over gear, but you know, <laughs> it honest because uh, it took me so long. I'm probably like you, Mark. It took me so long to go over to mirror. How long's mirrorless been around? And I've only had this mirrorless camera. This is my first mirrorless camera. Yeah, and I've been DSLR for all this time. It took me such a long time to find the right camera. I've been tempted, even with sponsorship deals with Olympus and Panasonic. Yeah, and I've just said no, even though they probably would have helped me or given me the cameras there was yeah. something about mirrorless at the time that i wasn't ready to move over completely but yeah when the r5 came out it was finally the camera that that convinced me to make the transition it was actually also uh my wedding photographer so i've, I've only been married uh for a few months and oh congratulations oh thank you Mark. thank <laughs> you but i was uh chatting to my wedding photographer and he too used to shoot canon he's now gone mirrorless he he actually went sony mirrorless before right the R's came out, but I said, yeah. you know, uh, you know, brands aside, what made you move to mirrorless? And he said, I'll tell you the moment that I realized that I'd made the right decision when I went mirrorless, when the bride was walking down the aisle and it was locked in on her eye and every single shot was pin sharp. That's when I knew I'd made the right decision uh, to move over. Yeah. And it's stuff like that. It's moments like that, that the DSLR just can't quite keep up as well as the mirrorless yeah. camera now don't get me wrong the mark three i love that camera mm. i still if you're a studio photographer it's still a great camera yeah um yeah I, I i can count on one hand how many cameras i've had so i'm not one to like jump on a trend mm. As i said it took me a while but yeah i'm so glad that i made the jump it was needed i'd had i've had my camera over 10 years now dread to think how many shutter accusations i did yeah. actually try to find out that answer because i thought you might be asking about yeah. that i did try and find the answer yeah um but this particular website you upload your image and it's supposed to tell you but it, it didn't tell tell me my camera i had to plug in 
to a piece of software so i wasn't yeah. able to get that in the in the five minutes leading up to this no interview, that's cool that's cool it's probably hundreds of thousands so I, yeah. i'm looking forward to finding out that answer <laughs> i'll be intrigued to know because then i'll probably be where mine is as well i'll be like oh I really yeah. should <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's cool and and have you found so that particular thing that worries me was the whole infrared with the flash and obviously the focus being with it have you found how have you found the focusing in sort of lower light when you have needed a flash on there uh, yeah, so I, I, I was concerned the same as you, Mark, but I have to say it's it's coped really well, really, yeah. really despite because I don't have any RF lenses yet. I've only got mm. the adapter and using my existing EF. And even yeah. despite that, because you think, oh, adapter, that's going to be slower at focusing. So th this is the other danger uh, when you buy the <laughs> buy the R5. So right. I've literally just got delivered a 12 terabyte hard drive oh. because for that 4K Ultra HD plus 45 megapixels yeah i'm burning through hard drives I which bet. is why i've literally just got from amazon um <laughs> brand new hard drive <laughs> well it was good that you were in because otherwise i'd have been under a step somewhere yes. so uh... <laughs> no worries no worries uh, at all. i'm so sorry um yeah well we... well we were talking about that's all right we were talking about the um the infrared beam and the flash and actually you're saying yes. it's it's okay i yes i found that despite despite not having it, it, it's been able to focus really well, if yeah. not better than the Mark III. So that was one oh, of my concerns. Okay. But yeah, I've, I've, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. It's a okay. good camera. Good, 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 good. Well, uh, um, so yeah, I got my eyes set on the R6 because I don't need the 8K video really. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. Okay, so just going back to sort of preparation for your shoots and things, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be intriguing to, uh, intrigued to, to hear is, is your approach. And I think we briefly spoke about sort of speaking to different types of people and all that kind of stuff when it comes to weddings and portraiture. But um, what's your process when you say, let's start with weddings. So mm. we know you've got a wedding coming up. Obviously, you've done the consultation and and, and they've probably, you've probably got a form for the people to fill in, as we all do. Um, how... How, how does that go? So how, how do you sort of prepare yourself? Is the sort of ideas you look through? Um, just obviously keeping every wedding different, I dare say, is one of the things that we all have to try and do. Yeah, I think, well, so one of the biggest piece of advice I can give to any wedding photographer and a piece of software that I have that is literally, I would, I would not hesitate to say, has been one of the best purchases I've ever made, which is a CRM, a okay. piece of software that keeps everything in line, your workflow in line, all of my scheduling, um, wh where I'm at with their timeline. So if you can imagine as a wedding photographer, take one of my clients, I've got to send the contract, send a questionnaire, um, send their deposit. Have they paid the deposit? Have I chased them up? Um, mm. Have we done an engagement session? Have I edited those shots yet? Have I uploaded them? Um, doing, the sh doing the actual wedding itself, have I um, sent them an email saying, thanks, thank you, had a lovely day. Have I sent them uh, teasers? Have I done that, done this? Now multiply that by the amount of clients that you have. That is so many things to remember or yeah. to keep even on, on a notepad, which I had a notepad or a notebook or a diary and it, <laughs> I, I had labels coming out of everywhere and it was yeah. so, so difficult. So I invented, uh, invented, I invested. Yeah, I exactly. invent you meant it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish <laughs> I invested, sorry, into this CRM and there are many out there, but I went with Studio Ninja. And as I say, Studio Ninja has been one of the best things I've I've ever ever invested in. It keeps yeah. everything up up to date and in line. And in preparation, yes, I'll send a questionnaire. There's about 30, 40 questions, and it just mm. gives me a better idea of what to expect 
on the day. Mm. I'll print that questionnaire out. It's also on my phone because the CRM has its own app Ooh. and it will have everything on there, including uh, the address, even down to how long is the drive from the from from the prep area to the uh, to the ceremony so that nice. I can work it out in minutes and stuff. Um, how long it's going to take me? Uh, what else? The formal shots, how many formal shots they want, and then specify how long it's going to take. So I say three to four minutes per setup, and I'm mm. almost doing that to encourage them not to give me a list yeah. of 30 or 40 setups because we know <laughs> that that's not our favorite point of the day, is it? Yeah, yeah, um, no, absolutely. So just nearest and dearest really is 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 the main thing with that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. give them a suggest suggested five setups and then mm. a box underneath saying list anything else you want please please uh, allow three to four minutes so, so mm. if they give me a, if they put 30 setups they're going to be like wait that's going to take at least an hour oh yeah. right. well no we'll scrap that so i'm almost encouraging them not to do that so that the more the more we do that then the less time we have shooting the couple portrait session which yeah. i believe is what they what they want i feel like the formal shots i don't know how you feel about mark the formal shots are more for the grandparents and the parents yeah. they're the ones that really want it the bride and groom just feel like they have to Mm. They have to do that list because it's almost expected of them. So it's yeah. just one of the things that I can mention in the consultation that make them realize how long these things can take and all about educating the clients. So that, that would be one of the ways. Yeah. Having Studio Ninja, that CRM really helps mm. me when I'm preparing and getting ready for a wedding. That's cool. But artistically, though, so when you think about aesthetics, I mean, obviously speaking with your clients never and you know kind of whether it's going to be in a barn or a church or or, or, or wherever, um, do, you, do you kind of like do a bit of research and think, okay, well, I'm going to try this type of image. There's an image this, which I think this will really fit for this location or, or something like that. Do you do a lot of that beforehand? To be honest, I, I, I don't, to be honest, Mark, maybe I'll, go, I'll Google the venue if I've never been there before. Yeah. I'll, and, and, I'll, and if I haven't been there before, I will definitely arrive an hour, maybe an hour and a half before I'm scheduled to turn up and, and start yeah. shooting. And then I'll have a little walk around and have a nose around and get an idea of during the couple portrait sessions where I would like, where I'd like to go and where, what I think will work best. And uh, obviously Googling the, the venue and getting an idea of other photographers and where they've shot and the time of day to give me an idea and think, how can I do something similar or, I've or try and improve upon that? That's really as far as the research in terms of the venue as, as I would do. Mm. Um, I, I like to think that people are choosing me because they like my style and yeah. I guess maybe just because I've been doing it for about 10 years now I like to think that I'm I can I can think I'm on, on, on my feet, feet if I yeah, have to yeah. and uh experience is a wonderful thing isn't it, it, it it is yeah ultimately I let the couple dictate the, the theme or the style of the day or at the vibe of the day mm. if I feel like they're a fun couple then I might be a bit more experimental or adventurous with them and I'll get that idea as well from an engagement session if I've had one oh, yeah. engagement yep. sessions just a great not it's also a great way for you to get to know your couple and for them mm. to get to know you mm. and so that you're less of a stranger on the day and they'll be more open to try and uh, potentially crazy things or yeah absolutely know, wacky things well yeah because you're more familiar with them and they're comfortable with you and yeah that, no absolutely i do see that the, the weddings are always opt for the engagement shoots first i i tend to find you get better shots with them because like you say they are very much more comfortable with you yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. 
Cool, cool, cool. Um, so just a quick chat about your YouTube channel. You have yes. a rather successful YouTube channel. Um, for those who haven't uh, seen it, go and, go and check it out. Just type in Tommy Reynolds. I'm sure you'll find it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but there's loads of interesting things. You do kind of interviews a bit like this. And uh, and also it's, you, you, you do quite sort of, I don't like calling it hints and tips, but I'm trying to find a better word. But it's, <laughs> no, it's it just seems That's really cool. trivial, doesn't it? Hints and tips. But but how did you get into that, and uh, how important are you finding that with your day to day work? No, it's it's an, it's interesting. The the way I started the YouTube channel was it there was no uh, there was no kind of hidden agenda with it. Like oh, I want to I want to be able to get this many followers or try and do it or, or let, let's uh, strategically do it this way it was never yeah. like that at the beginning at the beginning I started my YouTube because I wanted to just to be able to create cool behind the scenes so that I can look back on in years to come and be like right. oh this is what we did on this day mm. and it was during a time where I was almost going to quit photography because I was doing loads and loads and loads of corporate and not very creative stuff and I decided mm. right I'm going to do a shoot for the first time in quite a few years for me because I'd been I'd been freelancing for a few years now and obviously working for other people, but I'd stopped doing shoot for myself and personal yeah. work. So that was when I decided, right, I'm going to do a shoot uh, for the first time in a long time where it's my shoot. And I thought, you know what, let's let's get it filmed as well, because, you know, no clients are uh, going to be worried about it or not object to it because it's my shoot so i asked my friend michael mowbray who has filmed 99 percent of the videos on my youtube mm. and said i want to just get it filmed and um and so so that's how it started and when when it really kind of kicked off was uh just seeing the the engagement and the enthusiasm over it where i would for example that first shoot i released the images which had okay engagement and then yeah. i released the behind the scenes video which accompanied that a couple of days later and the engagement was through the roof it was so so much more and people were so fascinated with the creative process like really enjoying the way i worked with the models and the gear i used how you take that the ambient light and how you turned it into something else using flash and it looks like you just have fun and mm. all of these things you can't see in a final image but you can see within a behind the scenes video medium format yeah. thing and that's when i decided i'm going to keep doing it because i loved it i was finally using my degree after so many years i was <laughs> yeah. like putting it into practice and those, uh, those years weren't wasted on beer then you know they like... weren't wasted no i thought they were i was beginning to think they were but no uh 2004 yeah this must have been 2016 then when i decided to uh take it more seriously i had yeah. i had the channel up but hadn't really done anything and it was from that point that i decided to keep this growing and do mm. one personal project a month one idea for me no one mm. else and yeah. that has carried on almost every single month almost every <laughs> single month and until now and yeah. that's how it started it progressed to doing some travel videos and hints and tips and tutorials <laughs> that sort of thing and yeah. i just do what i want to do basically on my youtube channel i just do that's what cool. i feel um uh makes me creatively fulfilled and that is the ultimate goal and i mm. people ask me why do you think your youtube is successful and i don't i don't know exactly why i the only answer i can maybe think is that i just i'm passionate about what i do and maybe that kind of comes across that enthusiasm yeah. comes across i know that when someone's passionate and they're talking to me even if it's a topic that i'm not really into or interested in but if if the person's passionate and interesting and 
you know, just really winning, you, you can't help but kind of engage or kind of uh, rub off that that enthusiasm. So I'd like mm. to think maybe that's why people watch me just because yeah. I'm enthusiastic. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a very, it's a very good YouTube channel. There's lots of really cool stuff on there. So if anyone hasn't checked it out, I do recommend checking it out. And Thank also do the subscribe and like and all that youtube speak um <laughs> makes sound su such an old codger when i say stuff like that but you know there we go there we go thanks for the thanks for that little plug mark no worries no worries my pleasure uh so uh it's amazing actually you know we, we do it for a half an hour we're, we're nearly up which is it's gone quickly isn't it it's gone really quickly really quickly um so uh but before you go um just uh, obviously one of the reasons why we're, we're speaking to you today is because it's for the run-up for the photography show. Yes. Um, so it's great that the photography show is back and so um, sl slightly different time of the year as it normally is, but yep. uh, we, we'll, we'll forgive him for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, it's, it's on the 21st, which is the Tuesday, isn't it, that you're on? Is that right? Yeah, that's um, yep. that's what one of my talks. Um, well, I say yeah, that's my that's my talk, and then I'm doing a demo on the live stage on the Saturday. Ah, but the, okay. But the the actual talk, yeah, will happen on the Tuesday on the uh, Pro Masterclass stage. Cool, cool. Well, uh, without giving too much away, because we want people to go and see you at the show, <laughs> um, and and I think the title. I mean, it says personal projects to paid work. Um, yes. And can you quickly, briefly, just. Uh, tell our listeners what you're going to be talking about to entice them to come and see you. Yes, of course I can, Mark. Well, I do have my last talk that I did um, on that stage on my YouTube channel. And in that talk, I spoke about the importance of personal work and very much like I said a moment ago, how I started doing corporate and then I nearly quit. So I wanted to do personal projects. So I spoke about the importance of that, my journey with that. And then this talk is almost a continuation. So I very briefly mentioned at the end of how um, I've, I'm in a position now where I can now monetize and use my YouTube to not only use it for personal work, but then to transition into start earning money from it. And mm. that raised a lot of questions at the end, which then gave me the idea to do a, a continuation basically from that first one. So if you haven't seen it, it's on my YouTube, but this one, this one coming up in September talks about how you can use your YouTube and how you can use your style to approach brands and the ways to approach brands, the, the techniques and the way that you can get a yes, you know, you'd, mm. it's, um, it's like Dragon's Den, they don't just go in and ask for the money with nothing in return, they've got an idea first. So that's one of the main fundamentals is obviously having an idea which sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised how some people do approach brands with not a solid idea. Mm. So in this talk, I talk about how you can construct an effective way to pitch to a brand to fund your personal project or maybe borrow equipment to help bring your personal project to life okay well that sounds that sounds wicked and i think that'll be really because a lot of people i'm sure like like you say we, we all we all get into our you know into photography because we want to do i know the stuff that engages us at yes. first don't yeah. we um you know, I mean, you, you noted that year it was an artistic sort of start, wasn't it, with your with your training in photography? Well, mine was the same. My my university was an art, fine art photography. So, you, from that transition to when you have to earn money, yes. <laughs> you kind of, you know, you, you got to sometimes put aside your artistic snobbery even and and just and do the stuff that pays the bills. Yeah. But uh, which then can be, yeah, quite disheartening for some people, but. I think it'd be yeah. really interesting uh, to, to hear someone saying that, you know, you can do this and it can make you money and do the things that 
the reason that we got into photography in the first place was just creating cool work yeah, um so 100%, 100%, yeah Mark. i think that'll be a really really good talk to see it so um just in case you missed it earlier so um the 21st of september 11 10 um it's on the main i forgot what stage it's on though tommy do you know <laughs> it's on the uh, pro masterclass stage on the tuesday yep. and then on saturday i'll be on the uh, the live stage doing a demo all about portable lighting um I don't have the time right in front of me. Hang no. on, I've, I think I've got it on my phone. But yeah, on the Saturday, I'm doing a um, uh, a demo so you can see what gear I use when I go, take to weddings or if you're just getting into photography and you want to learn about off-camera flash, I'll be going through the portable inexpensive lighting and that will be at four o'clock on the uh, Saturday the 19th. Well, do check it out. I'm sure Tommy might be using his favorite optical snoop by Pixapro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I love that piece of equipment as well, by the way. I think it's brilliant. Um, so cool. Cool. Well, Tommy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks ever so much for coming. And, Thank you um, so much, Mark. And yeah, and we'll try and hopefully try and hook up on, on the Tuesday because that's when we'll be there. So um, hopefully I'll have a quick chat with you then. That'd be cool. No, that'd be great. And that almost just reiterates why this industry is great. Like you and I, Mark, haven't met. Mm. And there's uh, there's people who comment on my YouTube who I then have met at this exact trade show. Yeah. And it's just so nice that it's full of other like-minded people and we can engage like this because mm. if we weren't photography, we, would, we wouldn't be talking. And that's why I, you know, uh, philosophical way, you know, it feels, <laughs> yeah. it, I feel blessed that, you know, we're able to, to be able to do this and 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 meet other like-minded people so i'm looking forward to meeting you on the tuesday and excellent uh, stuff and 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 everyone else who uh, who's going to be there as well brilliant come, stuff come brilliant. say hello to us absolutely absolutely well um all the best for the talk and um yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll see you then thanks and, ever so uh, much mark no worries at all and for all our audiences um uh, just want to say uh, cheerio and we'll see you soon cool was that all right for you, Tommy? Awesome. That was that was great. Was it okay for you, Mark? Yeah, yeah, absolutely perfect. I mean, it was that kind of nice chatty kind of conversation is what we're after, rather than it being just like a straight interview. So uh definitely so yeah, boring, no, you? really, really cool. Um excellent stuff. If there's any links, by the way, uh, did you have our website? Uh not our website, our email. Did um, the guys at Photoshop pass it on to you? Uh I well, I've been communicating who who set up this talk with yeah, Danielle. Danielle, yeah. So, so I have I have her email. Cool. But if you want to do it through that, I mean, any links that you want to send us, we'll put it on our episode description. Um, then just send them across to us, and we'll make sure that they're on there. Cool, man. And um, when's when will it go live? Um, well, this will be. Yeah, I think this will be Thursday. This one will come out. Cool. Um, and then there'll be a few other episodes. Then Brooks coming out at a later time. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be Thursdays. It tends to be our release date. Cool, cool. Did you say you studied fine art photography? Yes. It, well, it was at Derby Uni. Yeah. All right. So, so you, uh, you've got to be really looking forward to chatting to Brooke then. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's both though. Is it? I mean, I, I re, it's been a long time since I've been talking. I'm, I'm kind of worried because I've got to go into fine art talk, and it's been a long time since I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be, it'll, it'll be great fun. But I don't think we'll be talking about the infrared beams on an R5. Um, <laughs> Very different conversation. Yes, yeah. yes yeah. it will be. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be really, really cool. Um, cool. Well, well so, good yeah. luck with that. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can see each other on that Tuesday.
absolutely absolutely well thanks again tommy and uh have fun setting up your uh your your drive thanks man thank you yeah i'm looking forward to it it's yeah. right here gonna open it now cool all right then we'll speak soon take care mark all the best and bye. you bye right mark i'm back i've listened to your interview with tommy and i thought it was it was brilliant I, all I was, right I, I said at the beginning i was gutted that i wasn't gonna i was gonna miss this one this is one that i really wanted to get to to, to have a chat with uh with tommy because i think i said to you at the beginning didn't i i think we've we, all the three of us have actually got quite a lot in common yeah um and i think i could have asked so many questions that you know and um uh, probably been, would have become just me asking him loads of questions as well yeah usual. No, uh, that was that was really good i found some of the stuff that he said very interesting yeah some of it i was i'd really like to quiz him on actually that the whole flash thing on the mirrorless system yes uh, is one thing well that's really changed my opinion on it because i was because i need to, as i said in the interview i need to get a new camera and i was reluctant to go mirrorless because of the issues i've heard about it because i know rob had issues with it but Tommy doesn't seem to think there's an issue so no and i'd like to know why because or how because it still doesn't make sense to me because you know look i've used a nikon mirrorless system and i've used a sony mirrorless system and i had the same issue yeah. with um with flash now i'm not talking about studio flash okay so i'm talking yeah. about you know the dedicated speed speed lights mm. um in that that I, that basically renders mirrorless cameras useless uh, at events in the evening when you need to use flash yeah okay yeah. now um I, so i'd like to i'd like to ask tommy about that about how he's getting around that yeah um because basically rob and i are just switching to dslr in the evenings well, um, yeah or maybe yeah, he's just got a better brand of camera. I don't, well, don't he, he, may, he may well do. We could argue, we could argue that. You know, um, but, uh, you know, I've had the same issue with with, uh, with Sony, with Nikon. And so that's going to be... So I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, this is something we've spoken about before, but I'm going to come on to it because I will try and um, uh, grab Tommy at the photography show um, and say to him, look, boy, yeah. Tommy, <laughs> we need to have a word. We yeah. need to talk about flash and mirrorless. Well, he was up for a drink. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so at the show, so some, uh, something isn't right to me. Interesting that you both worked at Jessup's. I found. I know. So. I know. Um, I, yeah. I think it was a few years apart because he he did ask if I knew someone, and I, yeah. didn't, I think it was after my time. But Dave, um, somebody wasn't it? I can't remember who he said. Yeah. It, well, it was. I had to double tick because I did work with a Dave, but it's a different Dave, I think. Mm. Uh, but mine was at the old branch before it moved to uh, the big one on the uh, yeah. on, on Broad Street. So yeah. um, at yeah. the Reading branch. So uh, mm. so yeah, that's cool. And I quite yeah. liked how we got into it as well because it was again a similar story to mine yeah because i came to a level i mean they didn't offer it at my school um as a thing mm. but i did do work experience at the local evening post yeah um i mean i i thought i was going to be a graphic designer when i was at school you know yeah um, yeah and then at a levels i just it was either english or photography yeah and i chose photography nope yeah because I thought it would be more fun and I, I'd also yeah. done this work experience and I knew a little you know yeah minute amount about it. Uh, and by the sound of it, it was a similar sort of thing for... Yeah, and that's that's why I thought it was... That's why I thought, you know, there were a lot of similarities there as well. Mm. Um, something else that uh, he, uh, he was saying about the about the website, you know, he, he was doing yeah. some stuff for bands and they didn't show him... Um, uh, there was a particular guy that didn't show this other guy Tommy's Simon website. Cowell. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. He didn't show his website, but because he said it was, it it, it had weddings on it, and he would have been yeah. mortified had uh, he'd seen it, and uh, he'd had those images shot by a wedding photographer. I found that quite, 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 quite interesting because I'm very, you see, very. 
I had a website that was basically a website that had everything I'd links to everything. And yeah. then, you know, then, then we changed that to the commercial stuff and yeah. to the construction stuff and the, the, and the wedding stuff and everything. So I think there was a lot that was quite interesting there again, that uh, sort of, I, I agreed there with Tommy, certainly yeah. his talk, his talks at the photography show. I think I'm going to miss probably one of the days that he's going to be there, but I will try yeah. and catch up. And I'd love to get him back on the show because there's so much, I feel that, um, you know, we, you know, we could, we could talk about, but I think he's going to be one of the key, pe key people that, that listeners of this show should actually be making a point to go and listen to. I agree. Absolutely. Because he, he's very much about talking about the process of becoming sort of not just from amateur to professional, but also his, his, his ethos about doing personal work and making that personal work earn money as well mm. i mean he said several times that you know the wedding industry is is his main breadwinner but mm. he he to, to also say you know the personal work campaign but if you do this that and the other and then that's what his talk is going to be about which i think yeah uh, is going to be really really interesting to listen to yeah yeah so, yeah and the fact that it was real and <laughs> what i mean by, by that mm. is that he was down to earth you mm. know there's, there is this thing about wedding photography i think a lot of you know wedding photographers are are you know you know um what's the word they're not rated as highly yeah. you know if you say hey look you know look at me i'm a corporate photographer i'm yeah. a commercial photographer i don't do weddings and all of that weddings is the, is the hardest discipline so mm -hmm. if 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 a corporate commercial photographer comes to me and says oh I, you know i don't do weddings you know uh, or you know and 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 puts it down i think you know uh, I think it's the photographer that I would have an issue with rather, you know, because weddings is such a tough discipline. It really is. It's the hardest discipline, you know. You have uh, to be a certain type of person. And obviously just talk, I mean, I could have, I could have chatted to Tommy for about, for hours, do you know yeah, what I mean? Because he's yeah. such an engaging fella. And um, yeah, you've got to be a damn good photographer to be a, when you're, when, when you're a good wedding photographer, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be damn good to be a good wedding photographer. Yeah. Right? But also he's kind yeah. of singing from the hymn sheet. Like I've always spoken about, about being that personable and getting on, being able to talk yeah. to different types of people and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. it was good to hear, you know, to say that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, yeah. it was a really, I really enjoyed the conversation I had with him and yeah, it's just top, top yeah. bloke, I think. So, so I think, so, yeah. So, guys, those of you listening, please do do um, look out for Tommy's talks that he's doing. Yeah. I like that. Tommy's talks. Tommy's talks. That's quite good, isn't it? Tommy's <laughs> talks. Yeah. Okay, um, listen out for Tommy's talks and uh, at the photography show because I think I think that's going to be really valuable. Um, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, he's going to be, and it, well, it's it's personal products to uh, paid work. He's on at eleven ten on the Tuesday. Right. He did mention another day as well, which was in the interview. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, go 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 check him out because yeah, it's so. uh, really really good. Good, yeah, great. Well done on that, Mark. Um, uh, very lucky to do that. But yeah. uh, guys, remember we are supporting partners now of the photography show and video show. So if you yes. look at their website, you will see our logo proudly displayed as part of the supporting partners. Absolutely, uh, which is pretty Absolutely. cool. It is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Where, where we come from in the year is is incredible. Yeah, really, it's right. Yeah, it's this yeah. hotchpotch thing we just put together. Like. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like unbelievable. Exactly. But. That's right. Yeah. So guys. Please keep on listening, keep on subscribing, keep on liking all the usual stuff. You know where we are, what to do, where to listen to us. Um, and, and what uh, to do when you listen to us. Give us those five stars. Exactly. That's right. Yes. And uh, we will see you at the next pod. Cheers. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>